shows before we get training camp popping next week hopefully homer hill is in our near future jj jansen is going to join us tomorrow our final pre-camp interview before i feel like i'm i feel like i'm a proud parent sending my kid off to camp um <laughs> we're sending jj off to summer camp tomorrow on this show i've got my notebook out like on bryant gumble on real sports with my questions these are the, the last hard-hitting questions for JJ before he goes into the heat of Spottenberg. Tomorrow's the day too. He he has offered to do this. He's going to do like three or four of his cart talk interviews yeah. with other Panthers down there at camp. And tomorrow he's going to open it up to the Mac and Bone Show audience. Who do you want to hear from? Who do you want on that golf cart with him? And he will, you know, fulfill some Mac, talk to JJ. Mac and Bone Show uh, listener requests. I need, I need a, a dual ride of Miles Sanders and Andy Dalton uh, on the cart, Mac, where they try to analyze Miles' thoughts that Andy's a future Hall of Famer. I want Andy Dalton to respond to that. <laughs> By the way, uh, I think I speak for all of us. JJ, you're a true friend. I believe we all have family functions or other things that will uh, keep us from being able to help you move into Spartanburg. So, uh, sorry, man. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, not going to be available? No, nah, I'm not going to be available. Nah. Off next Tuesday, I'm man. sorry, send man. I'm sorry. I will, I will, at this point in life, I will do anything. To avoid helping somebody move. <laughs> I've, oh. I've killed off, by the way, Mac, a great aunt. I don't even have about three or oh, four times. you got times. an excuse oh, yeah, every time. Always have to have one ready, though, because you know, you always have to have make one up. Oh, and Edna, she went, and then you're out. I, I, can't. I, can't, I can't help you. And they offer you free pizza. I'm sorry, man. I, that doesn't do it for me anymore. I, I can't. I can't sacrifice. You can't be had by just possible, pizza my own possible death moving a couch upstairs. You. Uh, here's the thing. I can't bring myself I, to ask anybody anymore. Like I just I hire movers or whatever. Like I suck it up and just we just pay the money because I, I feel bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a special. Person, I don't have enough special people and in my uh, life to, and, ask, uh, to ask him to move. It's also like, like, I would feel bad asking you guys. I ask you, like, you know, I probably think enough during the week. When you're Flanders' age and your friends are moving apartments, and I, I'm still living in one, but I'm not helping anybody move. But I think that there's always the thought of, hey, do you know how many times, Mac, I got free Papa John's for helping somebody move? <laughs> what about a full house move, though? Oh, Like, it's one thing to move into an apartment, move into JJ into a dorm. Full house move like that, I feel like, ugh, that I can't even do. Can't do to you, Bo. Couldn't even ask you that. Um, but anyway, I'm afraid if let's I refocus. Move, I'm afraid if we move Mac's house, he'd be on the couch. Let's refocus. This <laughs> this whole Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't get off of it. This whole yeah. Hall of Fame segment. Uh, we have, we have used up talking about how lazy we are. And we don't want to move. Um, all right. Two quarterbacks' names that I just noticed. One is kind of random. The other one came up for a reason. Two quarterbacks' names that have local ties that came up as Hall of Famers. No, not Andy Dalton, even though Miles Sanders told us that <laughs> last week in his interview with us. Um, the first one was Cam because we had the report last week where somebody pointed out, hey, Cam Newton, you know, uh, is eligible if he never plays again. The NFL is eligible to go into the Hall of Fame in, in 2027. Uh, and we had uh, fans, tech, Panther fans, texting us saying he better go into the Hall of Fame. One guy said, Cam Newton better go to the Hall of Fame or we're going to be pissed. Uh, 
I love Cam. I, I have to be honest, I don't expect him to go in the Hall of Fame. And I don't – there was a time where I really thought he was on a pace for it. But once those injuries hit bone yep. and he could not be the same quarterback again after that initial shoulder injury, they kept coming back and and and, and, and bothering him and then ultimately cutting his career short. I think the injury – I think it would have been a very interesting scenario – but I think the injuries ended that, unfortunately. I think he'll go down as the most dominant rushing quarterback of all time with 75 touchdowns and the amount of yards. So that part of it, yeah. But when you factor in the full resume, and I wish it wasn't the case. I wish, Mac, that he finished with a couple more even Pro Bowl-type years for the resume, whatever it be. When you go year by year, Cam Hall of Fame. He's got one surefire, no doubt, Hall of Fame season in 2015. But if you went year by year, how many Hall of Fame years did he have? Not just Pro Bowl years, Hall of Fame years did Cam actually have? I don't see that many outside Oh, so of you think it's a performance thing. You don't think the injuries have done this? No, no. Because I think no, the injuries, no, no, I'm saying, I, think he I was, just said that if he could have lasted longer in his career at a level that he was going at, I think he needed a couple more, whether it be Pro Bowl years, another All-Pro, whatever. I think that he was on track, but I don't see enough Hall see, of Fame seasons in there. There's, like, there's one. That's what I'm saying his career I'm was too short. Side, yes. I thought you were saying literally, like, I thought you were one of these guys that said he he had one great season, the MVP, and everything else was no. Was but, but that's where I thought you were taking. He needed it. more years to add on to the right. The, there's not enough there for Hall. I, I thought he was building it because he was one of one. He was a, he, arguably the greatest dual threat quarterback in the history of the sport, and and that's to me was going to be his angle in is that he is so unique and no one else has ever been that way. They also he made the playoffs four times. They needed they or five times. It was four or four. I'm sorry, four. Yeah, they needed he needed a few more playoff years. Obviously, if they could have finished that freaking season in 2015, it would have helped. But I blame the injuries. I do think he had a very because he was breaking all the dual threat quarterback he, records. He was, and that's what I think would have got him in. Is people would have looked at him and said, "There is no one that's ever done this as good as him." Like the goal line threat stuff, the ability to score touchdowns, the third down rushing, and stuff like that. I think he had a path in, but I think the freaking shoulder injuries killed it. The other guy to come that came up out of the blue, I don't know what this had to do with. The only thing he's been in the news for lately is the fact that his wife is expecting their 10th child. <laughs> he's going to go into the baby-making Hall of Fame. The Super Swimmer Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers is going in. He's in but, the hallway of fame, Mac. How many times has he been in a hospital hallway <laughs> waiting for a kid to be born? But somebody out of the blue hit us up uh, yesterday and said, that they that is, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? So we figured we'd throw him into the cam segment. Now, Philip Rivers, I do think, is a Hall of Famer. We're talking about a guy I think is... Ended his career fifth in passing yards and fifth in passing touchdowns. Uh, we're talking about a a guy that did it year after year. And I know some people will hold the lack of playoff success against him. He went to eight Pro Bowls. Um, also he, nearly beat the Patriots in one of their dynasty years with a torn ACL. Played also. with a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. Well, LT, yeah. the Hall of Fame running You're back, right. was sitting over there crying, boo-hooing. On the sideline and not going back in the game. I think he should be a damn Hall of Famer. I've said for years, and it angers you two Giants guys, but I said I, I, I think he was a better quarterback than Eli Manning. 
and I because those two guys were traded for each other. I I would put Rivers in the Hall of Fame before Eli Manning. See, understand? I that, see, I understand that's not how it works. Is Eli was on the Super Bowl winners, um, and I also think if Philip Rivers was was the quarterback for the Giants, they would have won those two Super Bowls also. Eli I believe was, that. Eli was better in the bigger moments. That's the difference between the two. Yeah, I mean, Eli he beat Brady moments. twice. Phillip Rivers couldn't beat him once in the playoffs. So. In the bigger but moments, he, but, Eli was. You can go to the regular season, Phillip Rivers. But give him that pass rush, though. Like, how many points did he did, did he score? Seventeen points to beat the the Pats the Pats one game. I mean, did you see the throws that he had to make down the stretches of those games? You think Philip Rivers is making those throws? Yes. No, no I chance. Philip Rivers. So why why you why do you say this? Philbert's a hell of a I, damn quarterback. I don't Carried think more of a load for his offenses than Eli did year in and year out. And he didn't. And 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 Eli, I can't get over some of the seasons with the mistakes. I know Rivers, especially late in his career, every Charger game seemed to end bone with a Rivers interception. But that was because those defenses he had to put. He had a lot of burden on him. Eli seemed to always have a good running game. He had those great defenses. Eli has two of the biggest who's the, throws. Who's the in Hall Super of Fame running back that Eli played with? They had great run. I mean, they had great running games. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Did you? Did you? Who do you think had a, it was a more prolific passer, Eli or, or Rivers? I mean, he was the better passer, but when it comes to who like, was the better winner, it was Eli because of those defenses that he had. He had that pass rush that sh- shut down the Patriots and got after Tom Brady. Didn't San Diego have some good defenses along the way, especially early on in his career? They didn't have that pass rush. Get the hell out of here. I didn't say Seriously, that. Giants boy, get out of here. That pass you rush so was legit. That NASCAR package, that was one of the greatest pass rush in the history of the game. I just Seriously. Said, I just, you are so easily get out of you here, are man. so easily angered right now. Was it that serious? They're better. I'm saying, I'm not saying it was the Giants, but they had the Sean Merriman defenses early on. Go look at the rankings. I don't know what they are. I'm just asking. Don't, what don't. are you yelling for? I'm saying. Don't, Go to break. Don't. Uh, by the way, look at all these defensive rankings. Outside of like Rivers had mo- all these multiple defenses outside of the top ten. I was asking you a question. I thought in my head they had better defenses along the way. I thought early on, especially. Come on, you know the defense is the number one reason why you beat the Patriots. The defense getting after Brady. I'm just. I'm what afraid. Are we to stare down if, if we say one more thing, we're never going to go to break. Uh, so I'm just letting you get to, get this off your chest here. Your ample chest. I'm letting you get this I'm off done, your I'm ample done. chest. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from six to ten. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio ninety two point seven WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! So Miles Bridges released a statement on July 7th after signing the qualifying offer with the Charlotte Hornets. And I thought the statement was well worded. 
And then we heard him speak today where he fell back a lot onto what his original statement said. After hearing the press conference, Wes, what were some of your main takeaways listening to what Miles Bridges had to say and trying to show as much contrition as possible? At least that's what we were asking him yesterday to do. What were some of the things you wanted to see and what were some of the things that you did see after Miles Bridges spoke to the media? Well, I said yesterday candidly that I thought that he would get up there and just say a lot of stuff people wanted to hear because I felt like his actions uh, didn't match up to what I, I felt like he should be showing to this point to make me think that he's contrite and to make me think that he really, um, you know, just feels the way you should feel after doing what he did because I, I just felt like going to play basketball at a sports club the day after you beat your kid's mother in front of them, then, you know, posting highlights just a couple of months later as if everything is all good, then coming to the Hornets thinking you're going to get $25 million from them and not having the mentality just coming in that, look, I, I'm willing to prove that I am going to get back and I'm going to prove that the character is there and I'm going to prove that I've turned over a new leaf and changed some of my behaviors because, uh, you know, again, it, for me also, it wasn't just that. It was the rap album, the content on those rap albums. It was the lean and the weed on the social media that got taken down. It, it was all of that put into one big pot. So I felt like there was a lot going on there. And just from uh, what I heard from the press conference, it just doesn't, you know, doesn't sound like that. Not that he wasn't contrite or uh, apologizing, but it just felt like he was just trying to get through it. So it looked like Miles Bridges came in scared. I understand why, because you just pleaded no contest to domestic fel uh, felony domestic violence charge. I would understand that you are about to get peppered with questions that you might be uncomfortable answering, although understanding that this is completely necessary. I don't know if Miles Bridges did the greatest job. And here's what I mean by that. You can go, look, the, the easy thing to do would be to just not, not welcome anything that he says at all. Say everything he did was despicable. Try to find every bad adjective that you can and do the lazy radio thing and say, oh, it's awful. It's, and, that, and that's true, right? You could justifiably say, I'm not welcoming Miles Bridges back. Everything that he did, there's nothing he could say to win me back as a Hornets fan or as a Miles Bridges fan. And that's fine. If you wanted Miles Bridges to come in and show as much contrition as possible, I don't know if we got all of that in this press availability. Because it seemed to me, Wes, that he was just using therapy as the easy button. And what I told you yesterday I didn't want to hear was a lot of no comment, a lot of I don't want to get into the details on some of this. I understand that you can't go into every single detail about every single thing that happened. Sure. I also understand privacy is a real big thing that I'm going to respect. But you can't just point to therapy and say, this is why I'm going to work on. This is how I have become a better human. This is how I have become you know, somebody that I hope to become where I can be a role model and kids can look up to me and I can be someone that the Hornets organization can trust again. He says that I also understand people don't think I deserve a second chance. That's why I'm trying to use this year as a who is Miles Bridges type of scenario. He's not who people think he is. Okay, but I would love for you to expound a little bit on details on specifics and how you've grown in the last year. And there's also that happy medium. 
where you don't have to give us all the details, every bit of the conversation that you've had with your therapist. But there is that area you can go into by describing this is how I've grown. This is why I understand what happened between me and Michelle Johnson is totally wrong. And this is how I'm going to get past that instead of just saying, well, therapy. And I don't want to get into details about it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not surprised at all by that uh, type of responses. As I said, the action up until this point has not uh, matched up to words that he's saying as far as just showing the proper contrition. And I feel like body language and things like that, like, you know, when someone really feels bad uh, about things that they did and really, you know, have turned over a new leaf as a person, you can see it in the body language. You can see it in what they say. You can see it in, in, in being candid. And that's what you're saying, that the candor was not there. He was not telling us specifically how he did what he did, just saying, oh, yeah, I went to therapy. Like, nah, dog, that's not going to cut it, especially when people have been waiting to hear from you uh, for quite a long time in this city. Everything PR-wise, the damage that was done to this Hornets organization because of what you did, we just expected a little bit more. Yeah, I, I wanted to come in and see, okay, look, words matter. We're in radio for a reason because we believe that words matter. You are in journalism. You are a part of the media because you believe that words matter. Ultimately, Miles Bridges is going to have to show us with his actions, and it is going to take quite a long time to earn the trust back from some, and he may never be able to earn the trust back from some that deem what he did inexcusable to the point where you don't deserve a second chance. And that's ultimately on you, what you decide to allow him or not. But what you want to hear from Miles is something a little more in-depth as to why he understands what he did was wrong and why the situation he is, and his part, by the way, not because he just doesn't, not because he points to the incident and says, I'm sorry I was in it. No, what did you do that you can change to the point where we never see you in that situation again? Kyle asked him at Media Availability, do you plan to be involved in the community and advocate for and, and fight against domestic violence in the future? He first answered it as, I'm just going to take care of my family. I'm going to focus on myself at this point in time. Then he did come back and say, I do want to get involved in the community, not because I have to, but because I want to. So the first answer, not great, to be honest with you. Second one, he covered his tracks a little more so and answered it in a way where I think you should. This has been something we've been talking about a lot ever since we saw this felony domestic violence charge. Miles, if he comes back in the NBA, and we all thought that he probably would, you're going to have to be involved in the community somehow. And so to be startled by that, I don't know if I don't know if he was surprised. I don't know if this is something he planned for because you know there is some kind of planning coming into this media availability. But it would be weird to me if you were startled by that question because you have to know that's coming up. It's one of the things that you can do to rehabilitate and try to fix your image within the community. Yeah, and I think you hit it right on the head when you talk about uh, it not feeling genuine. And that's the main thing when I talk about some of the the, the body language and, and how does it sound? What are the optics? Does it feel genuine? And so when you keep going to the same old reason as to why you felt like you've gotten better and don't offer detail, it feels disingenuous. Well, and and look, to be fair... This is the tough part because I don't know how genuine it was. I I understand that Miles Bridges, we can call it what it is. I'm sure that it's uncomfortable being up there. 
it's a necessary thing for him to do. Yeah. This is something that the fan base and a lot of people have been asking for is for Miles Bridges to speak publicly. The Hornets used to be able to hide behind the fact that Miles Bridges was not an official member of the team. But since he agreed to the qualifying offer and put pen to paper, now he's a member of the roster. And Mitch Kupchak and the Hornets organization knew we're going to have to get out, not in front of this, because that's certainly not what happened, but we're going to have to get out there and answer some questions. We're going to have to hold at least one media availability session. And that's exactly what took place here a couple of hours ago, or I should say even less than a couple of hours ago. What I wanted to hear was something a little more in-depth, something as to show why you are going to change, something to understand that you take full responsibility for the incident and your part in the incident, which maybe is 100%. Maybe it's 100%. It certainly seems like a lot of that. So that's what I wanted to hear. And I don't know if it was the greatest um, greatest press conference in the world for Miles Bridges to repair his image. But ultimately, actions are going to have to fix that. And we'll see what happens as time goes on. Look, with Miles, ultimately, if you want the best outcome, ultimately what that what that entails is Miles Bridges rehabilitating to the point where that doesn't happen again. And I believe in some sort of rehabbing for himself. And if going to therapy is helping, that's great. I think everybody should be an advocate for Miles Bridges going to therapy, taking the necessary steps to make sure that never happens again and that he works at becoming a better human being. Nick Carboni tweeted out a lot of people in the media were tweeting out some of his comments. When Kyle Bailey asked him about, does he want to be an advocate for domestic violence awareness? He said, for now, he's going to keep going to therapy and working on himself. Miles Bridges would also answer later. I want to be around the community a lot, not because I have to, but because I want to. Some of these comments are good on the surface, but there were just too many times where they didn't want to go into detail. And even with Mitch Kupchak being asked about the team's individual investigation. And then when Mitch Kupchak, he talked about this at the beginning of that press conference. He said he didn't want to go into details about the team's individual investigation. See, that's a problem because now if we don't know what your due diligence was yeah. within that investigation. Like some people are texting in saying Miles Bridges doesn't have to prove anything to us. I guess not. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't have to prove anything to Walker Mail individually if we want to go third person like Miles did during his press conference. He didn't have to prove anything to me specifically. He didn't have to prove anything to you specifically. He ultimately does have to prove if he wants that trust, which he says he does. He says he does want the trust from the organization. So if he does, then he is going to have to prove with his actions. You would like a good foundation of some sort of sentiment from him that he's able to voice that he truly understands what took place over a year ago. That would be great. That's the only thing we can really ask for him right now. Hopefully he can do that. But I don't know if this press conference showcased that he was able to voice some of that here. Maybe he feels that way. Maybe he wasn't doing a great job of explaining it. But that just goes into my entire opinion about the press conference, him not fully giving us details about it. Mitch Kupchak not doing, you know, doing the same thing, too, by not giving us great detail as to the investigation. Did you talk to Michelle Johnson? Who did you talk to? Why were you able to come to the conclusion that you did? I need something more than I don't want to give details, but he seems remorseful and he seems to be taking accountability. Okay, great. I knew I was going to get 
forget that, but then you went back to that every other question after you answered it the first time. I needed something more, and we didn't get that, so it was a little disappointing, even though not totally unexpected. Yeah, and the thing you're saying, too, with all the, the texters that want to say, well, what does he have to prove to us, and he doesn't have to prove anything, well, guess what? We were all minding our business when the news hit, when his kid's mother decided to put on social media what had happened and put that horrendous tape and put those pictures up there. So guess what? It all became uh, part of our daily thought process as Charlotte sports fans once that happens. I don't want to hear about what he doesn't have to prove and things of that nature. We know the regard that athletes are held in. It becomes our business when it becomes public knowledge and when it was put out there for all of us to see and consume. If they would have kept it in-house and it just would have been something that was kept between her and him then that would have been another thing. So I don't want to hear about how uh, he doesn't have to prove anything to us. Yeah, he does because he plays sports in this city. He plays for the Charlotte Hornets. And I guess that the fans of this city will want the athletes that play for it to be able to have some type of moral compass. So uh, that's that's to address that. But just as far as you were saying, the main thing I wanted to see from him was I wanted this to be the first time we saw or heard from him because to me, that's when you're really putting in that work. And that's why I brought up the highlight tapes and all of that type of stuff. I don't want to see any of that. I don't want to hear from you until it is time uh, for you to come out and talk and time for you to get ready to start playing basketball again in this town come let us know what's going on because we've seen athletes this isn't a new story as far as an athlete getting in trouble and uh, having to come on it and explain themselves and we've seen plenty of athletes and we've seen it done different ways and so when you talk about uh, guys in history I, I think about Michael Vick for example like he went into detail and granted he had specials in 30 for 30s but he went into detail told us what happened told us how he felt took us into that emotion and how uh, much that changed him what he went through and the fact that we didn't hear any of that that just speaks to me, as I said, to the uh, examples I said before this. But that just speaks to the fact that uh, the fact we don't know what you learn. We don't know how you feel. And so after doing something as bad as this was, I felt like we needed to know how you feel. We needed to know the contrition. We need to know uh, what you're going to do better. And we need to know the steps that you're taking to do that, plain and simple. Well, and you talk about the highlight packages. I don't know if this would have been a question anybody wanted to go with anyway. But if you're asking Mitch Cupcheck or the Charlotte Hornets organization, their marketing department, any mandate coming up from the higher ups. How do you promote this guy when this is the situation at hand for a year? Like there used to be the bobbleheads that were put out there with Miles Bridges. You wanted to showcase all of the sensational dunks that he was doing in a Hornets jersey. But now are you going to temper a little bit of that? Because this is somebody that did plead no contest to a felony domestic violence charge. And now he's coming in on just a one-year deal. And then maybe you do bring him back long-term. I'm not sure. But if you're the Charlotte Hornets, and what you say is that you understand fans and people that don't want to give us a second chance or that they might disagree with us bringing him back, you say you understand that. Okay, great. Glad you understand it. Now I'm interested in how you're promoting the team and if you're going to do that with Miles Bridges because he is one of the better players. Just skill-wise, what he meant to this team a couple of years ago on the basketball court, he was absolutely one of the better players, probably your second best player behind LaMelo Ball, who is clearly number one. So are you going to use him when promoting, hey, everybody come out to the court, everybody come out to a game, catch us, it's going to be a lot of fun, or are you going to try to put him on the back burner? Oh, yeah. This is what I'm interested in. And if that's the case, then, okay, I guess winning basketball games is ultimately what their number one goal is going to do. 
or what what their number one goal is, what their number one job is. So if they're winning basketball games and they're promoting other guys, maybe they can have it both ways. But yeah, I, I'm just interested to see how much he's going to be on the tickets that you buy. How much is he going to be on the posters that are being sold? Yeah, I, I don't see that happening at all. If they did that, the Hornets would not might be uh, considered one of the smarter organizations if you decide to go out and market like that. Maybe as time passes down the road, if you sign him and down the road, he really is showing uh, a, a lot of different things as far as a change in him and becomes a pillar in the community. And, and, and we see that contrition by action. But as far as this season, I just don't think it would be smart for the Hornets to do it. And I don't think they will. Ownership goes a long way. You can take yeah. account. Right. Take accountability. Be remorseful. All of that, what you're saying, ultimately, the actions are going to show us that. And it's going to take time. There's no shortcut to this. There's no shortcut to be able to let us know that you truly do understand what happened over a year ago. It might yeah. take a year for some people. Timelines are going to be different for what you accept and what you don't. But there's not going to be any real shortcut to people that have a real problem with Miles Bridges coming back to this organization. There is a way to rehabilitate from this. There are some people that are not going to allow you to be the same person in their mind that you were before this news broke over a year ago. And that's something that you just have to accept. These are the consequences that you have to accept. But what you should be doing, what should be happening is you're doing everything within your power to try to win that back, even if you know it's not anything that's going to come um, the respect or whatever, whatever you're seeking, whatever feeling or emotion you're seeking, even if that's not attainable. I hope it doesn't deter you from actually trying to get that back based off of the good actions that you can uh, display the next couple of years or so. So we'll see how all that unfolds. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Earlier today on the Show. Let's go to another version of football. Let's go to another version of football. Our uh, tonight is uh, it's All Star Week in the MLS. Tomorrow night will be the All Star Game. The MLS All Stars in DC will take on Arsenal. Very cool uh, matchup. I love the way they do that, bringing in one of the European sides tonight. It's the Skills Challenge, which is also a cool event. It's their version of what a lot of fans will see, Bone, um, in all the other sports uh, before the All-Star Game. And both of these events are on MLS Season Pass on Apple. Well, we have not had a Charlotte FC All-Star yet, but the organization is represented tonight. Isaac Walker is the star is in the Charlotte FC organization. He is a starting goalkeeper for Crown Legacy, who's just off to an unbelievable start. And he will be participating in something bone that has a cult following among soccer fans. It is called Goalie Wars. It is an amazingly fun competition that they have done over the years. And he will be going head to head against another keeper tonight. You can see it on the broadcast uh, on MLS League Pass. And before he gets ready to go into battle, we bring on Isaac Walker. We're going to pump him up here, Bone. We're going to try to get him as intense as I was over our quarterback argument a few minutes ago before this uh, battle tonight. Isaac, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be on here with you. Uh, yeah, I love the love the quarterback battle before. So if you can give me some of that inspiration, some of that enthusiasm, I'll take all of it. So. That's what we're trying to do, brother. All right. I feel like I've been in goalie wars right now. I feel like I've, I've had shots fired. Messi has fired shots at me right now. So, ex so explain how this works, because this is really, this has been a fan favorite for years, 
And, yeah. uh, man, I think they should blow this out and make it even a bigger deal at the Skills Challenge. But I think it's cool that you get to be one of the goalies involved. Explain to everybody, this is just one-on-one keeper versus keeper, right? Exactly. 80 feet uh, away from each other. You got two goals set up. And like you said, it's 1v1. You're trying to score on the other goalkeeper. You can throw it, you can kick it, or you can kind of do a half volley. So you you hit it um, off the ground. And, yeah, basically 90 seconds, and you're trying to score as many goals as you can on the other goalkeeper and save all the ones that they shoot on you. And it's it's basically as simple as that, but it's it's super fun and, uh, yeah, definitely has a big following. Isaac, do you feel like you're well-prepared for goalie wars? Do you feel like throughout training you had someone there supporting you, someone there that got you ready for this moment, someone that joined us on Fridays perhaps, and Jessica Charman? Did she prepare you well for this event? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was awesome to, to do that with Jessica. But um, I think just every day in practice, you're kind of working on different things that all translate into goalie wars. So whether or not you practice the actual competition on a daily basis, you're doing stuff that uh, you're, you're throwing in practices. You're, you're obviously making saves and doing things. So um, I would say that, yeah, I just feel prepared from, from training day in and day out. So I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling good so far. And um, yeah, hoping to hoping to do well going into it, definitely. Sure enough, a text from uh, listener Jessica Charman here. Oh, yeah, she's listening right now. Uh, her question yeah. for you, Isaac, was, ask Isaac how great I am. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you but you took care of her. Didn't you dispatch of her in this in your little friendly competition? Yeah, so uh, let's, let's just say I'm, uh, I'm, I'm one to know going into uh, D.C. right now. So, <laughs> no, it was awesome. Jessica was great. She, honestly, I don't know if the – um, the video's up now, but she you'll see she made some great saves. And, um, yeah, I can definitely tell that she's an ex-goalkeeper. She was, she was awesome to play with, and, uh, yeah, it was great. I love it. We love her, man, her sense of humor, soccer knowledge, and uh, she's feisty. She I, was concerned. Yeah. That she was listening the last time, but she was very worried that all the yelling and screaming was going to scare Isaac off. Yeah, well, Isaac's a trooper. He wasn't even phased when I kept yelling at you right before he came on. <laughs> Right. No, no, not at all. It sounds like uh, those are the type of uh, discussions my friends and I get into as well. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, good. So you well, fell you got, you got friends, Isaac. I got this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bone, Bone wouldn't go that far to call me a friend. But uh, all right, uh, anyway. So you're going against uh, another yeah. uh, another guy that is a part of an MLS Next Pro team in Huntsville. Um, right. What's the deal like? Are you going to trash talk here? What's the deal? What's this, what's this matchup look like tonight? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. Like, if you think I should, you can give me you can give me some stuff to say. Um, <laughs> I uh, we 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 went through a walkthrough yesterday, and uh, it was it was pretty cordial. You know, we we're just going through uh, going through what we're going to be doing. But uh, yeah, maybe today's a little bit different, and got to put on that uh, that game face and really really get into it and. Uh, but yeah, no, he's 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 a good guy. But uh, yeah, obviously, I'm trying to trying to bring it out for Charlotte. He's a taller guy, so is the the um, goal might to be to try to go low. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Too low. Yeah. He's like I think he's like six six. So uh, definitely maybe some lower shots, some throws into the ground. Try to get him 
working down. Um, and that, yeah, that might be the goal here. So there you got a good game plan. You do. Well, How, uh, we'll ask our audience for uh, goalie trash talk suggestions. We'll send them your way on Twitter. Yeah, Je- yeah. Je- I know Jess has some good go- oh, Jess goalie has a whole, trash talk. Jess went to her notes. Yeah. Hell, she's used yeah. her trash talk on us before, yeah, for God's before, sake. Yeah, right. um, what, how cool is this for you, though? Because you guys are working your way up, right, um, right. to this level. But you're going to be a part of this broadcast tonight on Apple uh, Season Pass that's a part of the right. All-Star Skills Challenge. There's going to be some ridiculous talent on the MLS side, the Arsenal side. Like, this has you got to be pinching yourself that you're a part of this evening tonight in D.C. A hundred percent. This is, uh, it's been surreal so far. I mean, just being at the hotel right now, I'm, I'm in my hotel room. I'm looking out at the Washington Monument. Um, I just walking around seeing, uh, MLS all-stars, Arsenal players a year out of college. I mean, this is my, um, yeah, my obviously first year. And so it's, it's, I mean, just an awesome experience. Um, to, to begin with, and yeah, I'm super excited to be here, and like like you said, yeah, pinching myself, because it, it is pretty crazy, so. Isaac, I know you're a Kentucky guy, Western Michigan, and yeah. then Kentucky. I see right. on your Twitter feed a lot of Kentucky retweets. Now that you're in the state of North Carolina, Tobacco Road, any, uh, any thought about coming over to the Duke side there, Isaac, a little bit? Uh, you know I can't do that. You know, yeah, you know I can't do that. That would be a hell of a jump. Um, hey, what, hey, what, right, what if yeah. you through? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you would be. Uh, yeah, I think it would take uh, a few more discussions like the one you uh, were having earlier to try to convince me. And uh, I don't know if you would, but <laughs> put you down for a maybe then. All right. Bone, you are tempted. Right, yeah. You might have a second guy yell at you here in a ten minutes. I know. I just it was just, yeah. it was just he's in the area now, and I just thought maybe I had a chance. Here. All right. By the yeah. way, last thing we need to mention, uh, Isaac's been doing an amazing job this year for crown legacy who as a team have been amazing 41 points it's the best mark in the eastern conference right now and you can see isaac and crown legacy uh at the metroplex uh mecklenburg county sportsplex in matthews against nycfc2 on sunday at noon go out there and support these young guys that are working their way up you will probably see them in the near future with the first team and they've been absolutely kicking ass and taking names so uh go check those guys out on sunday isaac we'll be watching tonight man good luck have fun tonight and thanks for coming on thank you appreciate you both yep looking forward to it sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next only on sports radio 92.7 wfnc the exclusive home of the charlotte sports fan life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment consider kesimpta ofatumumab 20 milligram injection you can take it yourself from the comfort of home if you're ready for something different ask your healthcare provider about kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com brought to you by novartis pharmaceuticals corporation this is instant replay on sports radio 92.7 wfnc earlier this afternoon on the kyle bailey show let's bring in nick carboni nbc charlotte sports director sports anchor uh he's back with us on the body works plus guest hotline we were sitting uh basically side by side for this morning's press conference nick it's good to have you back brother how are things I'm good, KB. How are you? Good, good. Um, what it, let's start with, before I get your general thoughts on what was said, what do you think about us first chatting with Miles Bridges, holding this press conference over a year since uh, the incident occurred last summer? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been quite a long time since all of this happened, and 
the Charlotte Hornets had, you know, a pretty clear plan of, you know, how to handle it once it all came out. And that was to, you know, stay as little as possible and rely on the processes both legally and with the NBA once that investigation uh, took over to all play out and even his contract situation to play out. Because if Miles Bridges had ended up signing with another team, obviously there wouldn't be press conference to have. So they realized that, yes, now we we do need to get in front of the media uh, with this. We do need to put Miles Bridges in front of the media with this. And, you know, it's probably, you know, a good decision to do. Uh, get all the questions out now. And there's, you know, two or three months until Miles will have to, you know, answer any questions again or have microphones in his face again, you know, when training camp starts. So uh, I think from, from their perspective, uh, it was good to have – this press conference today and then we can get into how it went and how it was received well yeah let's talk about that um because and i want to reiterate not that i need to but we get new listeners all the time and i just think it's important to establish that um i don't overestimate my importance in this chair or in this role in sports media so i'm under no um delusion that miles bridges owes me anything he doesn't owe me an explanation personally but um you know by the nature of our jobs we're there to ask questions on behalf of listeners and fans and things like that so um my impression, and of course I want yours, was uh, I, I thought Miles said, I'm sorry, a good deal. Um, I, I think he was a 25-year-old guy who was in a tough situation for the first time in his life, uncomfortable, not looking forward to it. I also thought at times it came across, uh, he came across a bit unprepared on certain topics and uh, gave us a whole lot of, I'm not going to get into that, I'm not going to talk about that. So I, I do wonder what we really learned earlier today. What, what was your take? Yeah, and I don't think he did anything to further damage, you know, himself uh, in all of this. But I also didn't walk away with it like, you know, you're saying, and, and I think probably fans who watched and listened to it, like, okay, he he has, you know, changed. He is very remorseful. I mean, there was some, you know, mentions of remorse in there. There was, I, I think, the, the most powerful thing he said was about his relationship with his, his kids when asked how that all factored in. Um, but, you know... I think the the other part of this, Kyle, is because of the no contest plea and how that plays out legally, you know, we're left knowing what happened without really being able to, you know, kind of say that or, or hear that out loud. And, and he doesn't have to to either because of that. So, you know, there was a good deal from he and Mitch of, you know, not going into detail on certain things, and, you know, not really, you know, the there's accountability for the embarrassment it caused and you know uh, that people were upset over it but accountability I, I didn't take a great deal of accountability away of what he you know actually and we still have to say allegedly did um so kind of a lukewarm feeling leaving that and you know it, it's also now he's he's starting from square one with the fan base with the community and with the team i mean he's got a lot to prove i i, I did get the sense that he wants to prove um that that you know, wasn't, wasn't him or isn't who he is going forward. Uh, and yeah, I think there were some bits of, you know, unpreparedness, uh, that were kind of wrapped up and, and tied up later. I think you asked them about working with, you know, local groups, uh, domestic violence awareness and advocacy groups, and, you know, kind of shied away from that, but did say he, he wants to be more of a part of, a, of the community. I think it would be, you know, I think it'd be good for his reputation and an image going forward to, you know, really have a plan for that and, and, and sink into that. Mitch Kupchak was asked about uh, him being a, an unrestricted free agent next summer. 
and what that meant and what that all looked like. And Mitch took the opportunity to remind us of how everything worked and reminded us he was under contract for one more year and that they've got bird rights and they'll figure it out then. But what, what's your best guess? Is, is he here a year from now? Oh, it's tough. Because of the bird rights, that's tough. Uh, you know, he, he can get more here than anywhere else, obviously. But it does seem like they were so far apart this time. Uh, and it, you know, and maybe that has to do with, you know, just the Hornets really driving home the points of miles. You just have to prove it. Um, so I don't have a best guess right now uh, whether, he's, whether he's here or not. There's a lot that can happen between now and then. There's a lot that he needs to prove. Um, you know, mostly off the court, but a little bit on the court as well. Um, and, and we'll see if being here is still the best thing for him. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe getting a fresh start somewhere else personally is going to be better for him. So I, I really can't say right now uh, if I have a lean one way or the other on, on whether he'll be back. Nick Car- after this oh, year. I'm sorry, Nick Carboni, NBC Charlotte, sports director, sports anchor. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. In the interest of time, I want to ask you about this. Uh, a Joe Person report over at The Athletic um, indicates that Matt Corral is going to get the bulk of the reps in preseason games coming up here over the next uh, six to eight weeks. I actually thought that might be the case. I'm not stunned. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that Matt Corral having a really good summer benefits a lot of people with the Carolina Panthers, Matt Corral included. I mean, if he had, if he looks, if the reports are glowing uh, in camp and the guy can spin it, we saw it last year in the preseason. Unfortunately, that time that he was able to put in on the field and actual game action was cut woefully short. Uh, but, you know, he, he's a guy that could look really impressive in camp and then we'll see what happens when he takes live snaps uh, against other teams in the preseason. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities and Frank Reich has, has said he's going to get a lot, lot of opportunities. So uh, I, I think the Panthers see this as an opportunity um, and one that they don't know which avenue they're going to take with it yet. You know, because if he develops well enough and they can get something for him, you do that because you've drafted, you know, who you hope is the future of the franchise now one year after drafting Matt Corral. Um, But also he's going to be valuable to have around because of the fact that you can have three quarterbacks going into game day now. Uh, And, you know, we've seen what's happened with other teams and how injuries can pile up and, and leave you with basically nothing at the position in an important moment. So, you know, it, it behooves everybody to have Matt Corral have a really good next two or three months. Nick, I'll let you go on this. Uh, there was a uh, a big debate, fierce debate online last night about the value of running backs. Um, and the League of Extraordinary Running Backs came out to defend themselves on Twitter. Uh, you know, to hear some people like like Matt Miller tell it, you know, an NFL running back is barely worth more than a used tire. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, what happened last night and some of the, the talk around the running back position? Do you think it's cyclical and it bounces back at some point? Because I got to be honest with you, I'm skeptical that happens. Yeah, I'm skeptical, too, because, you know, once teams figured out the formula and uh, Miller pointed out kind of what is happening with it, you know, kind of draft, develop, franchise, rinse, wash, repeat, uh, you know, that's what they're doing. It's a copycat league, and, and they're all trying to do it. Uh, we saw what the 49ers did to get to the Super Bowl a few years ago with, with a bunch of no-name kind of running back committee guys. But, yeah, absolutely, I think running backs financially are undervalued compared to what their actual value is on the field. I mean, we've, we saw what the Panthers were without Christian McCaffrey. We've seen what Daniel Jones is without Saquon Barkley. Uh, he's not getting that contract that he just got, if not for Saquon Barkley being on the field with him. So they are much more valuable on the field than what they do in multiple phases 
uh, then they're getting paid for it. So at, at points now, you know, interior linemen getting getting double the salaries as running backs. So I hope for those guys that bounces back. But you know, you're right. I mean, once the people with the money figure out the formula to keep saving money, they're going to do that as as best and as much as they can. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good it has to be heard again. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan.